Hello, Health Rebel, and welcome to the Spiritually Fit Podcast, your space to explore alternative healing for mind, body, and spirit. It's my belief that when you connect to and feel safe in your body, you reclaim your health story and empower yourself from the inside out, leading to lasting and sustainable results. I'm your host and coach, Leisha Fox, aka your body bestie. As a women's health and spirituality coach, I know you're here to learn how to live your one brilliant life without the burnout. So grab your hot lemon water and get ready for your body breakthrough. Let's begin. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode five of the Spiritually Fit Podcast. I'm so grateful you're here. Before we dive into this episode, which today is all about resistance and what that looks like when you are first doing hashtag or in quotes, the work. Before we dive into that, I wanted to share with you, if you didn't already know, starting this Friday, I am launching a weekend challenge. It's a challenge to show up and like be very present for yourself with the spiritually fit First ever weekend challenge. It's an experience truly online, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You're going to get the recordings. This entire weekend is about reprogramming A, first, becoming aware of your beliefs around your body, and then B, reprogramming them, and C, learning how to utilize the body to help resensitize, get connected, dive in, empower yourself, speak your truth, learn when you're speaking from trauma and when you're speaking from fear versus when you are standing in your power and truly owning yourself as a woman. So I'm really excited, y'all. It's free. You're going to join a community of women who are not only into the spiritual work, whether it's law of manifestation and attraction and meditation, they're experiencing Reiki, they're just open to alternative ways of healing, yet also you're going to be coached by me, which is going to be so freaking rad. I've helped dozens of women transform their relationship to their body, and I'm so, so, so excited to be doing this weekend challenge. So make sure to head over to my web, my link tree, my website, (laughs) my link tree, and get yourself signed up. All right, diving in. So today's lesson is all about resistance and what is resistance? What does it look like? How does it show up in your day-to-day life? And I want to share with you just a quick story about my weekend trip to Joshua Tree. So if you didn't see on my Instagram stories, I went out to my dear brother Avery's sound bath in Joshua Tree at something called the Integratron. It's this beautiful structure out in the middle of Joshua Tree. It's like a dome. And it was built to be a sanctuary for, you know, meditation, um, different experiences with sound bath, breath work, and him and a woman, I believe her name is Stephanie. She goes by Diva Sonic. You can look them both up on Instagram, Avery Whitmore, Diva Sonic. They did this incredible collaboration and it was so healing. And with sound baths, it's a frequency that you tap into. So it allows you to get into different brain states while you're laying there and simply receiving. Um, Four of my friends went and we all had very different experiences, which I love. I love to hear how the universe speaks to you. So anyway, 
Before we leave, I set a timeline with my roommate and dear friend Ellie, who happens to be a Sagittarius and loves to be on time. (laughs) I'm a Gemini for any of you listening, and if you're a Sagittarius and or if you're just someone who really values being on time to places, then this is going to be a great experience for you. So she asked me, like, what time do we think we're going to be leaving? I give her a time. It's getting close to that time. I let her know I'm nowhere close to being ready. And this is actually something that is pretty typical for me. I resist leaving my house. I don't know why. I'm like such a hermit. (laughs) My house is my sanctuary. I've really created a nest for my own growth and development. And so sometimes I do resist leaving, even if it's something I'm really excited for. Like I used to get UTIs before I traveled. So interesting. So we kind of have a little bit of tension because she's working to keep us on time and I am very lackadaisical about it. And this is not my first time. I cannot tell you every person I've ever dated, (laughs) every parent that's ever parented me has kind of gotten to this point where they're like, look, Leisha, you need to respect time. Okay, so fast forward to us leaving. Same thing happens. And I did not get a lot of sleep during the full moon. I just, I don't sleep very well. And we got up early because we had to be back because I actually had an appointment. I was teaching breath work in one of my friend's groups. And I thought, whatever, if I make it on time, I make it on time. And I'm not prioritizing it. I'm not prioritizing anything because I'm just sort of like resisting leaving California. I love California so much. It's it's such a heart opening place for me that I was laying down or like laying back in my seat and didn't even realize when we crossed the state line. But as we were crossing the state line, I literally sat up and was like, oh my gosh, my heart just feels so open right now. And then I looked at the sign and it was like, welcome to California. And I was like, of course. So I know I'm here in Arizona to expand my business and stay hyper-focused on building spear-fit and spiritually fit. There's a reason for it. And there's a reason why I didn't feel called to move back to California. It's so powerful to move from a space of just pure intuition a lot of times and not care so much about logic or what other people may think. As we're getting ready to leave... She does the thing where she's like, okay, you said you wanted to leave by this time. And for whatever reason, I just like kick back and I'm not happy. And I was like, I'm not in the headspace to be held to a time. And I don't know about you, but like a trauma feeling of mine and not even trauma, but just like where I become this like very immature version of myself is when I feel trapped in a corner. And in that moment, I felt like trapped. Like, bro, just let me live. But in the back of my head, I'm like, she literally is just keeping me on track for what I said I wanted, right? It's like a coach. And you're like, I really want this. And then once you're in it and you're in the work and you're being held accountable, it's like, ew, this is gross. (laughs) So we get in the car and there's like a lot of tension. And after like 30 minutes, she's like, do you want to talk about it? About like what happened? Obviously, we're not going to ride for five hours in silence. And I say, yeah, I'm grateful that she's inviting me to speak on it. And so we start talking. And what ends up coming up for me is I feel a lot of resistance around commitment to anything, anything, relationships, getting to work on time, jobs, 
I am a manifesting generator, and if you don't know that through human design, at some point in time we'll have a human design conversation on here. It literally means I have my hand in every cookie jar, and my attention span is that of like a goldfish. I'm like, ooh, I really love doing this. Next. Yet, I have a lot of discipline in certain arenas of my life, i.e. fitness and certain spiritual practices and holistic healing. Yet for some reason, I became aware that I was deriving pleasure. Tony Robbins says that we do things, even if it's unconsciously, in seeking out pleasure. So I was clearly finding some sort of pleasure in the chaos. I don't know about you, but my childhood was definitely inconsistent when it came to a household that was either chaotic or calm. (laughs) And oftentimes chaos feels like home. I know when I was in my last long-term relationship, there came a point where he's like, I feel like you're starting fights with me just to get a response. And what I came to realize was I felt love when he acted passionately, even if it meant I had to dig until he yelled. And it's so rare. He just refused to yell at me. He had the patience of a saint. So understanding that, sometimes life can just feel like it's working out so well and that doesn't feel like home right? That doesn't feel like my frequency. So let me just reach back into the chaos and recreate it. And we tend to do this on our spiritual path as you are unfolding, especially working through your own body beliefs. So you might be on this like incredible track and things are going so well and you've been eating really well. And then you have like something really triggering happen at work or somebody like rear ends you on your drive. And then these old patterns of, well, I want to eat like shit because I feel like shit pop up. And it becomes this cycle, right? Where then you do eat, like you go through a drive through but you're eating with the intention because it's not necessarily the food that's bad. Of course, there's more nourishing food, but it's the state in which you ate it, right? So you're already in like a crap mood. You eat it for comfort and then you feel worse and then you're tired and then you didn't get your workout done like you planned and so on and so forth. So this is all like forms of resistance. Going back to my commitment levels, I've closed off every avenue to work with me except for what I'm launching here very soon and this upcoming free weekend because I understand the power of harnessed focus and I've resisted launching what I'm about to launch for 2017, 18, 19, 20, 25 years. I got the vision for this and was told this was going to come to fruition, y'all, five years ago. (laughs) The leader I've become in the meantime and the coach and the guide and the mentor teacher, all the things, right? The woman is ready to commit, is ready to get out of her own suffering. I had to get to a point where the pleasure from the discipline became so much more juicy than the pleasure from staying in my like cycle and pattern and looping. So I have this really open and honest conversation with Ellie and I set this commitment to myself that for a month, whatever I say I'm going to do, or sorry, a month, hello, for a week, whatever I say I'm going to do, I'm going to fucking do it because I said I was going to do it. I'm going to show up on time. I might even show up early, which I don't know about you, but like if I get to work early or get to a meeting early or just anything, 
I always feel like I'm like counting the seconds like, ew, why did I show up early? Some people find so much more pleasure in it because then they get to rest, they get to relax, they get to be in their body. I am rewriting and reprogramming my story around commitment and my beliefs around commitment, that it's not trapping and that there's a lot of beauty in discipline. I've witnessed it happen in my own body and in my own life when I have discipline, but certain arenas, it, there was more fear wrapped around it because those were the most chaotic. Um, you know, fitness for me started when I was 15, running on dirt roads to relieve stress. So. I kind of had the discipline and commitment that it was good for my health and for my mental health. And when I need to get myself lit up for something, I start really focusing on the results. Gosh, I'm going to feel so good when. And for some reason, showing up to places earlier on time felt like, ugh. (laughs) You know, like the party hasn't started yet. Now, resistance shows up in a few ways when you are first beginning your, we'll say health or spiritual path, because that's what this is all about, right? The first time I ever meditated, Michael Beckwith uh, shared with me, there are multiple multiple forms of, me- of resistance with the ego. Before you expand your awareness, you may notice you contract even further into yourself where you want to hide from what's coming up. You may start to feel sleepy. I remember the first few times I went to sit and meditate, I was like literally nodding on and off because there was a lot of fear there of what I may find. I I didn't figure this out until, you know, a couple years later, but that falling asleep was to block whatever might come up. Um, I started to get really itchy. All of a sudden, everything itches. My back started to hurt, like always something, 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 something. And I remember one time I was in a kundalini yoga class and we were doing this like move where you had your thumbs pointing up towards the ceiling, your fingertips were in towards your palm and your arms are up, your shoulders are relaxed, but you're holding your arms up. And I think we did it for eight minutes and I am not being dramatic. If you've ever taken a kundalini class, it really stretches your discipline and your um, endurance. So there's a point where the pain starts to scream at me in my shoulders. And yeah, I'm a competitive person, but at the same time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Why are we still breathing with our arms up? And I remember the teacher saying, if you lean into the pain and you accept and you invite it in, it will dissipate. And over time, it will transmute. And transmutation is literally the energy shifting itself with your awareness. You're literally asking and calling in for that energy to change. And guess what happened? 30 30 to 45 seconds later, the pain completely went away. And although there was still fatigue creating itself in my body, the screaming pain left. And I say that as a reminder, because as you start to change, maybe you want to change your diet, you want to start working out, Maybe you want to start walking just one mile a day, right? What could you add into your schedule? There's going to be resistance. There's going to be like, I don't really feel like it. Um, This thing came up. Ah, I slept in. Ah, you know, there's going to be so many ways you'll self-sabotage because you don't know that version of yourself and you don't necessarily feel safe there yet. 
I haven't felt safe relaxing fully into my feminine, into receiving, and into commitment quite yet. But I continue to tell myself every single day that you're getting better at this. And let me tell you something. When you keep your commitments to yourself, your confidence levels fucking soar. Because you know you're in integrity. You know if you say you're going to pay this thing, you pay it. If you say you're going to show up on time, you show up on time. If you say you're going to launch this program, you launch this program. If you say you're going to get your your workout in and you get it in, you're literally like sipping champagne with your pinky out like, yes, queen. (laughs) Practice this. Set a week long commitment. Maybe you want to set a 24-hour. You want to give yourself like increments. Okay, for the next 24 hours, I'm going to commit to not speaking natively, not complaining for the next 24 hours. I'm going to detox from that. Okay. I'm going to spend the next 24 hours not drinking pop. I'm going to spend the next 24 hours complimenting as many people as I can. I'm going to spend the next 24 hours affirming myself every time I walk past a mirror. And now on the flip side, if you don't do it, Punishment doesn't necessarily get you where you want to go if you're like me. I'm just like, oh, well, because the punishment of having late bills, the punishment of being late places, the punishment of ending relationship after relationship truly did not feel like enough because no one's ready to make a change until they are. (laughs) That's it. It's a decision. It is so it. You become aware of something that's causing you more pain than pleasure and you decide. In that moment, I know that sounds painfully simple, but that's it. You decide to prove yourself wrong. You can change this. And that's where that initial momentum and gusto comes from. Gusto, (laughs) gusto, that, that I can do this. I can change my life. A lot of people tend to get this energy behind them when they go to like a weekend retreat or a personal development conference or say you attend this weekend event with me for Spiritually Fit and you're just like, yes, come Monday. You're like, oh my gosh, everything I learned, I'm going to implement it. And that's the most important part. If you don't implement, you literally just conceptualize and understand the information, but you don't want to integrate, embody, and amplify, nothing changes. So I wanted to, before we dive in this weekend, start to give you all of the like outwit your mind, outwit your patterns and behaviors. Because A, I know if you're listening to this, you are smart enough, you are able enough, and you are capable enough to outwit any patterns that come for you, any resistance. Resistance can also show up as fear. And that's okay. It's going to show up. It's predictable AF. Things get really, really loud right before you make a massive leap. The reasons why you can't. And you might even notice resistance in those around you because you changing is a direct, like, threaten to their reality because you are always Susie who shows up late or Misha who shows up late. And then if I start showing up on time, it sets a different standard for everybody around me. Because now I'm choosing to be in integrity with my time and their time. And now they know they can count on me. And now they know I'm going to be consistent because I do it, you know, not just this first week, but the second week, the third week. It becomes who I am. 
And that's something I always remind my clients back when I was just, you know, personal training. It becomes who you are. I am a woman who puts my health at the forefront of everything because I've understood what it was like to have $15,000 in the bank, debt-free, getting out of a relationship, setting boundaries, and sick as a dog. I waited. I waited until I was very ill to finally be like, okay, all of this doesn't matter because I don't have my health right now. And if you didn't see, I shared a story on my Instagram today that was about a man who, since we're talking about not waiting until it's too late, he wanted to buy the meal of the couple that was right across from him. And they, the woman, had clearly just gone, you know, through chemo and was definitely on the mend, but she had like a beanie on. It's 110 degrees outside and we're in Arizona. So he wanted to buy it. We had a great time joking around all this stuff. And when I went up to his table afterwards, um, he had left and his friend was still there who I've served before. And he just said, Hey, I want you to know, like, thank you so much for taking care of us. My friend has been diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer. And, um, you know, essentially he's, he's doing his best to have random acts of kindness everywhere he goes and just really do all the things that he wished he could have done. And not only is that heartbreaking to hear because it's like, damn, why do we wait? Why do we wait until the diagnosis? Why do we wait until our health is gone to say, okay, let me make this a priority. Why do we wait until we are painfully broke to say, how do I fix this? And sometimes that's just so much resistance and, and, and it literally cuts through all the bullshit when those moments happen. Uh, after they leave, I go to the other table and, and the woman asks for a box. And I said, of course I can get you a box, but I cannot get you the check because that table behind you paid for it. And I shared that he was, he had stage four terminal cancer and the wife starts crying. So I start crying and they were like, that was so beautiful. And, and he, they're just both taken aback because how rare is that, right? That someone buys someone someone's entire meal. And he's like, wow, thank you. You know, I love to thank them so much. Now I come back with the box and he says, can I ask you a question? Was that man's last name? And he says the man's last name. And whenever I run a credit card, I always give the credit card back with the check and say, you know, their last name, like here, Mr. or whatever. And I said, yeah, actually, that was him. And he said, oh, he's, he's actually a bigwig here in Arizona, like in the state. And he, I see him on TV a lot. And he goes, I actually worked with him years ago. Um, and I guess he just must not have recognized the couple or, or the husband. And he said, thank you. Now I know who to thank. And it was just, oh, it was so lovely. And it gave me chills. And it was just such a reminder that you know, when we release the stories, we release the energy that is wrapped up in those stories and we can now utilize that for something really incredible. So I desire that for each and every one of you listening as well as for myself when it comes to getting out of resistance. And it's a subtle creature, you know, resistance. I didn't even realize how often I was using being late to create chaos and stress in my life and making that simple decision. I showed up to work five minutes early today and I was like, who am I? <laughs> who is this person? 
it's stretching. It's uncomfortable. I don't like being held to timelines. It feels trapping to me. At the same time, I know there's so much freedom in the discipline. And there will come a time in my business where I will have a lot more freedom because I had the discipline now. And so sometimes we have to trade what we what we tune into what we want most versus what we want now. That is my lesson for you today and you know if this why don't you share with me now that I'm no longer editing out editing out all the strange weird noises I make. Share with me if you and when you listen to this episode, what you are committing to, what your resistance is that you became aware of. And if you're not sure right now, sit down and look at the things you started and stopped 20,000 times. Almost everyone has that like one thing where they're like, oh, I keep starting this and then I switch. According to current research, one out of every six women in the United States starts a diet that she starts eight different times in the year. (laughs) Eight. So sit down and think about that. What are the goals you really want to reach and what are the ways in which you might be holding yourself back in resistance? It is such an ugly creature at first, but you can get through this. Like I said, you can outwit your patterns and habits in your mind and your thoughts. And we're going to really dive deep into reprogramming that ish this weekend. So get yourself into the challenge. Starts this Friday, August 27th. All right. Love you all. I'll see you next time. All right, Health Rebels. Thank you so much for joining me once again for another episode of the Spiritually Fit Podcast where you are becoming your body's bestie. If this episode has inspired you, elevated your thoughts, or expanded your perspective around what your body is capable of, share it with someone that you care about. Better yet, share it on your social needs, your Instagram, whatever, tag me in it. I would love to reshare and we can just keep this circle of love and elevation going. Also, it would bless me so much and I would be incredibly honored if you would review, obviously, authentically and honestly, whatever is on your heart. And of course, subscribe because I don't want you to miss out on anything. So until next time, cheers to your inside games. See you then.